good and all the time God is good. Uh, we just want to thank God once again for bringing us to the month of March, our month of making bold advancements. Hallelujah. And I trust the Lord that even as we journey all throughout this month, by the time we look back, we'll realize how much God has done through us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us just bow our heads even as we pray. Gracious Father in heaven, we just want to acknowledge your presence here in our midst. The Bible said that the entrance of your word you give it understanding to the simple. And therefore, Lord, O oh God in heaven, just as Jesus was in the temple asking questions and listening, we also as children have come, O oh God, that you would minister to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Therefore, Lord, O oh God in heaven, I pray that let your light shine forth to expose every darkness and that your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. I yield myself as your vessel. Let my heart be your canvas, O God, that as you write on my heart, O God, may I speak through my lips, and that your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For those of us who are joining us again, allow me to say good morning and welcome to church this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. And the title of my sermon this morning is in the light of the, of the theme of the month, which we have seemed um, making bold advancements. And the title of my sermon this morning is Go Forward, Hallelujah, Gaining Momentum. Hallelujah. Go Forward, Gaining Momentum. And our anchor text for this morning is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 1. It's quite a lengthy scripture, but I believe that it will bless us even as we read. Exodus chapter 14, and we're reading from verses 1 to 15. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 14, from verses 1 to 15. Praise God. And I read, and it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Israel, that they turn and camp before Pihahiroth, between Migdol and the sea. Opposite Baal-Ziphon, you shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his armies. That the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now it was told the king of Egypt that Egypt, that the people had fled and the, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Also, he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with the captains over every one of them. Verse 7 or verse 8, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he positioned of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. Hallelujah. For those of us who are in your home, say with me, boldness. Hallelujah. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army overtook them, camping by the sea beside Pihahiroth, before Baal Ziphon. 
And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt so with us? To bring us out of Egypt. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it, was, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And the verse 13 says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you shall see no more forever. Somebody should say amen. For the Egyptians you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Perhaps there is someone that is going through something that is likened to an Egypt experience. This is the word of the Lord to you saying, For the Egyptian whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. Hallelujah. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall what? Hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Hallelujah. This is, when I read this scripture, it excites me. It says, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? Go forward. Hallelujah. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Perhaps you are wondering, God, 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 I need to hear you speak to me. This is God saying, why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? Go forward. Hallelujah. Like I said earlier on, the title of my sermon is Go Forward, Gaining Momentum. Hallelujah. Praise God. And as an opening charge for us who are joining us for us this morning, I said that the Bible is not just an ordinary book. Hallelujah. That gives accounts of events in history. Rather, the Bible is the life-giving word of God. In other words, you can read any book and be inspired. That's okay. You can read any book and be motivated. But if it is life that you seek, it is in no other place but the Bible. Because the Jesus said that the words that I speak to you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. In other words, change can only start from the spirit before it manifests on the outside. And so God understood this concept wherein he gave us his word that is only able to speak to our spirits. Praise God. You can read motivational books. They will appeal to your mind. But if your spirit man is not changed, the mind cannot follow. Praise God. Because it is inside out and not outside in. Hallelujah. 
And I said again here that the Bible is the roadmap for humanity in the fulfillment of destiny. So perhaps you are a lady or a man who is asking, Lord, what would you have me do? I don't want to go the way my fathers have gone. I want to live a life of meaning and of substance. The answer to which you seek is in no other place but the Bible. In other words, the Bible is the only food that can satisfy the weary soul. In these days where we are going through a pandemic and people are looking to different avenues for hope, the only place we can find hope is in the living word. Hallelujah. And that is why the Bible tells Tell, and that, 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 that is why I said that here that it is the giver of hope when all around us may seem very bleak. It's indeed the very thought of God for his creation. Hallelujah. It is the very thoughts of God for his creation. Why did I start by saying this? Because when you look at the mind of God for his children, then you are able to know your part in it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are there anyone or is there anyone here who is wondering what will my future look like? Hallelujah. Or perhaps, you know, I've seen some apps on Facebook that they'll tell you, click on your name and type in your date of birth and it would predict what your future would look like. Hallelujah. Praise God. My news to you this morning is that if at any point in time you have desired to know the future, the future is not in palm reading. Hallelujah. For some who will look at your arms and tell you, okay, I can see this line connects to this line. And so for that reason, you'll be wealthy. And next thing you're excited. No, your future cannot be predicted by palm reading. Your future cannot be predicted by visiting a soothsayer. Someone that will tell you, oh, I can see your future. I can see what is happening there because... Just like we sing the song, I know he lives because he knows my future. The Bible calls him the Alpha and in the same time he is the Omega. Because he's in the beginning and he's in the end and even in between because there is no one like him. Praise God. And so in the quest of making discoveries, the only place you can find it is in the book of life called the Bible. Hallelujah. It's in no other place but the Bible. Hallelujah. And that is why I'm saying that if we want to know the mind of God, if we want to know the will of God for my life and your life, there is no other place to source for that information other than the scriptures. Praise God. There is no other place to source for that information other than scriptures. And this is why I said this. The mind of God towards us, the mind of God and the thoughts of God towards his creation has always and will always be progressive. Praise God. Remember the title for my sermon this morning is, Go Forward but you must gain momentum. Hallelujah. In other words, the mind of God by design, human beings, our life, you know, a man of God, Pastor Bill Johnson, said that our bodies are designed for obedience. Praise God. Because when we realize how God created us, then we begin to understand that every time you sense a frustration, 
that I have been on this mountain for too long is a proof that God designed us to go forward. We were never designed to be on the same spot. Man is progressive. And that is why in scripture, as we all know, Proverbs 4 verse 18, we are told that the path of the just, praise God, the destiny of the just, the righteous believer, is like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter unto a more perfect day. And now many of us will confess that scripture. But as I began to meditate on that scripture, I came to realize that whenever God uses analogies, he always explains what he's saying using nature. Praise God. In other words, God would use nature to convey his thoughts towards us. So a good example, when God was telling David, he said that as long as the earth remaineth, what seed time and harvest shall not cease from the land. He made a covenant with David and said, so long as the sun and the moon remains in its place, my covenant with you will always be in force. And so this Bible says that the path of the just is like a shining light. And here the Amplified Version says, but the path of the just, the righteous man, is like the dawn. Praise God, that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. In other words, if you have ever watched the sun rise, that is what your destiny is designed to look like. Praise God, because have you ever seen the sun rise and all of a sudden it stops? It cannot be. And so for that reason, God was using this analogy to, this, to explain what our destiny should look like. Praise God. And so I want to say that my path as a person, it must shine brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. There is a design and purpose of God for my life and your life. There is a place called rest that God wants you and I to achieve. But until we capture God's mind through scriptures, we would always remain in bondage. Praise God. If you recall, the train of Israel, the Bible recommends that they had been in Egypt for 430 years. 430 years. Because they did not know what God designed for them. And that is why, again, I'm saying it to you, that for us this morning, we are looking at what it means to go forward and to gain momentum in the process. Praise God. Now, as I began to read this scripture, something funny happened. The Bible says in the book of Exodus 14 verse 18, Exodus 14 verse 18, the Bible tells us that and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh and the king, the king of Egypt and he pursued the children of Israel and the children of Israel went out with boldness. Praise God. They went out with what? Boldness. They went out with boldness. But as I began to read... In that same passage, the verse 10 of it, the Bible says here, And when Pharaoh drew near, 
the train of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and so they were very afraid. Remember the theme of this month is what? Making bold advancements. And today we are looking at how to gain momentum. Because God is saying, why are the train of Israel crying before me? Tell them to do what? Go forward. Hallelujah. And so here, I began to wonder, how is it that somebody started out in boldness and already is living in fear? Hallelujah. Because if you look at it, the difference between Moses and the Israelites, the difference between Moses and the children of Israel, the only thing I could find that differentiated both of them was what? The voice of God. The voice of God. Because Moses, before he was leaving, when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, Moses asked a key question. He said, if I go to these people, who will I tell them that sent me? And God said, tell them that I am sent you. That I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses asked another question. So what if I go and I tell them you sent me and they don't believe, what do I do? And God told Moses, what is in your hand? And Moses said, a rod, because Moses was a shepherd. And he said, a rod. And God said, put the rod on the floor, and he became a snake. And God said, take it by the tail. The moment Moses took that rod back, the Bible recommends in scripture that Moses departed and he was called the rod of God. I'm going somewhere. Praise God. And Moses asked another question, said, so what if these signs does not work? God said, put your hands in your bosom. And he did so and brought his hand again and he was leprous. And he put it back again and he became as normal. And God said, by the time you show these guys all these signs and wonders, I guarantee you that they have no choice but to believe. I'm speaking to somebody today who is on the verge and is asking, but Lord, I know that there's greatness in me. I want to do exploits for the kingdom. But Lord, what do I need to do? You need to gain momentum. Praise God. Hallelujah. You need to gain momentum. And I say that one of the most tragic things that can happen to anyone is to start off and not able to reach that destination. Praise God. That is why I said that you can listen to motivational speeches. Yes, it will excite us and, and you will start off. But except you receive what is able to last you in the journey. Just like God said to Elijah. He said, get up and eat for the journey is long. There is something you and I must eat for us to reach our destination. If not, we will stop by the way. Praise the Lord. There is something you and I must feed ourselves that if not along the journey, we would be cut short. Because the Bible says that indeed, that this world is a wicked world. 
The enemy does not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so if you and I must reach our destination, you and I must do what? We must gain momentum. Praise God. If you and I must reach our destination, we must gain momentum. Hallelujah. Now, for those of us who did physics in school, I didn't do much, but at least the little I did I could remember. We were told in physics that in Newton's law, an object assumes a state of rest. Hallelujah. An object resumes, assumes rather, a state of rest until relevant force is applied. Then it begins to move. Praise God. Remember I said that God's design for your life was never to be on the same spot. And so if, for instance, you find yourself in a place of frustration and you're wondering, but God, I should have left this place. I know that I deserve better than this. This is what this message is for you. Because there is something that you and I must do to generate the force that we need to go forward. Hallelujah. And the answer is in the book of Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. I will start from verse 23, even as I begin to draw to a close for the sake of time. The Bible says that what? Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the train of Israel did what? They groaned because of the bondage. They cried out and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and acknowledged them. Hallelujah. A man of God said, what you don't want, you don't watch. What you don't confront, you cannot conquer. And whatever you don't resist has a right to remain. The Bible said that these people were tired of where they were. They were tired because the more they grew, the more their taskmasters burdened their lives. And they said that, and they groaned before the Lord. Hallelujah. They groaned before the Lord. God being so kind, we are in a season of fasting. And that is why perhaps if you have not been fasting all this while, it is never too late to do the right thing. Praise God. Because next week, next week Sunday, the fast will come to an end. And one of the prophecies that I believe so much, because the Bible says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And God told our father and the Lord that he geo and he said that in these 63 days, there are three classes of people that would happen. Those who, who will be walking, those who will be running, and those who will be flying. And he said that for those who desire to fly, because one of the beauties of flying is that you cover distance quicker. Remember, I'm talking about what? Gaining momentum. The beauty of flight is that you go faster than your legs can ever take you. I don't know about you, but I need to fly. 
because I need to cover some distance. Hallelujah. And here the Bible says what? They groaned before the Lord. They groaned before the Lord. In other words, if we are to generate substance to do bold things or to advance boldly, we must come to the place of prayer. Why do I say this? Is because, you know, Jesus said, whatever I tell you in secret, declare it in the open. Praise God. In other words, there must be a secret place where you are generating energy needed for the journey ahead. That is why the moment this whistle is gone, many of us will be making speedy advancements in the name of Jesus. Why? Because it gives God glory. You know, I was pointing on a scripture within the week. And I think it was in John chapter 10. The Bible says that when the man who was blind came to Jesus, the disciples asked him and said, Master, who sinned, this boy's father or the mother? And Jesus said that none of them sinned, what? But that the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And I began to point on that passage. And I came to a conclusion that you're staying on one spot. Your circumstances of defeat does not in any way glorify God. So, gone are the days of the theologians that would assume the school of thought that when I'm afflicted in sickness, I'm glorified. It cannot glorify God. Because remember, glory, the word means beauty. The highest form of beauty. And so if sickness is equivalent to the beauty of God, then my God is a fake God. And so when you realize this, you begin to understand the relevance for you and I to generate momentum. Why? Because we owe it to God to fulfill our destinies. It's a debt we owe to God. Because Christ cannot come and die for you and I to live in a state of mediocre and shame. It does not give glory to God. It's almost like saying that a child who is not doing well in school is the pride of the parents. That's a lie. Why? Because I've tested both sides of the coin. I knew when I didn't used to do well in school. And my parents would be discussing me and my grandmom would walk in and would ask my mother, how was his result this term? My mom would just look and walk on her eye and I'll do like this. I know what it means to fail, but I know what it means to be pride of the family. Praise God. And I know which one gives my parents glory the more. Talk much more of God. That is why you and I must dedicate time to build momentum. We must be in the place of prayer. But why am I saying this? Isn't it funny that when you are praying and the result comes, you don't even know? Because the Bible says here that they were praying and their prayers God heard and God sent Moses. And Moses said, let us go for God will surely deliver us. And God is saying, why are these people crying before me? Tell them to do what? Go forward. Go forward. You must go forward. Hallelujah. And so therefore, if you and I must go forward in this season, you know, 
when it comes to the logic of time or, or when it comes to the analogy of time, there is what they call Kronos and what they call Kairos. Kronos is just the passage of time, regular timing. After 9 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock. After 10, it's 11. After 11, it's 12. And so on, so forth, and so forth. So on, and so forth. But what they call Kairos moments. Kairos moments are those moments in destiny that once you miss it, it takes the mercy of God to bring it back. The Bible talks about a man who was for 38 years afflicted and he was by the pool of Bethsaida. And Jesus asked him, for how long have you been here? He said, because I have nobody to push me in. For every time the angel of the Lord comes to stir the water, Kairos moments, there is nobody to push me in to receive my healing. By the grace of God, we are in that Kairos moment. There is a stirring going on in the realm of the spirit. And that time is coming and it's only those who plug in are able to make bold advancements in Christ. And so, as I end this, if you want to do exploits for Jesus, you and I must deliberately, we must deliberately, particularly for this next seven days, we must generate momentum for us to make bold advancements. And I will end with the words of a great man of God that I love, Smith Wigglesworth. He says, I don't even spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time. But he says what? I never go more than half an hour without praying. Praise God. The Bible tells us that the earnest or the fervent, the earnest fervent prayer of a righteous man, that he does what? Availeth much. If you and I are going to generate power to do things for God, we must commit to a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. I ask that in the name of Jesus, perhaps you have not plugged in yet. This is that staring. After Sunday, it takes the mercy of God to plug in. Because we are making bold advancements. There are things that ordinarily you will not be able to do, but you need the help of God to do. This is that place where we are generating substance. The only reason Moses could lead the of Israel and go far was because he knew the God in whom he believed. And God is saying, why are you telling these children to act? Why, why are they crying before me? Tell them that I said that they should do what? Go forward. Hallelujah. Perhaps you have not made Jesus the Lord and love of your life. The reality of it is the Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 18 that it's only the path of the just. Only those who are yielded to Christ are only those whose destinies are like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. Perhaps you have not even made Jesus your Lord and your Savior. Perhaps you're not even sure whether you are saved again. Perhaps you are wondering, am I truly saved or not? Why don't you say this prayer with me? Then you'll be sure whether you are saved or not. And say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day, you rose again. I acknowledge that I'm, that I'm a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. 
Grant me the grace to walk in the new reality of... Grant me the grace to walk in the realities of the new creation. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If you have said that prayer with me this morning, allow me to say congratulations. Welcome into the family of the beloved. And as we pray this prayer, may you gain momentum this month. May you advance beyond all that you can ever imagine. And may your life bring God glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I have declared. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you for a time of feasting in your presence. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Lord, this month we have tagged it as you inspired us as our month of making bold advancements. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand against every voice of fear, every voice of doubt, every voice of anxiety. Jesus, on the authority of your name, I say peace be still. Lord, I speak stillness to every weary heart that, Lord, in this season, your name shall be glorified. For anyone who is entertaining any fear, right now, fear is nullified in the name of Jesus. And your name be glorified, O God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service.